Welcome into another episode of the TristateFootball.com podcast. This is week 13 of the 2022 season. I am joined, as always, by Greg Shoemaker, Director of Content of TristateFootball.com. I am Clayton Castle. Greg, how are we doing this week? Boy, it's great. It's good, Clayton. I mean, everything's back to uh, uh, some some nitty-gritty. Like, last week was fun. This week's going to be great. Next week's going to be great as far as as the playoffs go. These are the real matchups, man. We're getting into the, like I said, the real nitty-gritty of everything. It should be fun the next two Fridays and Saturdays. Absolutely. You know, we talked a little bit about last week. Um, I didn't have any particular games I wanted to talk about. Um, Dan and I talked about this on the postgame show a little bit, how there were really no surprises per se. Um, Nothing that really jumped out at us in terms of this team winning or this team losing. Uh, I think our biggest surprise may be the Ross Ross scoring 21 points on Wynn Woods. Um, But are there any takeaways that you had from last week? I'd like to pat myself on the back for saying that Clinton Massey has gotten to this round of the semifinals <laughs> to play Wyoming. I saw that early on, and uh, I think you know them being a 13 seed. And I was looking at the um, Ohio High School Athletic Association. There's not a whole lot of upper um, seeded teams, higher seeded, uh, lower seeded teams winning. I should say. I think there's three tens still available or still out there. Only one nine still left, and. Uh, uh, for the most part, the, the the top teams have won. You know, when we look at our Division Three, Region Twelve, we've got a complete one, two, three, four bracket there. Um, in our Division One, Region Four semifinals, uh, you've got one versus uh, uh, five and and two versus three there. So, uh, you know, not a lot that's really surprised me last week. I think most people took took care of business and. Uh, I, I'm really surprised. And even in Kentucky, everybody we thought would win won. So pretty good mm-hmm. stuff. Absolutely. You know, we uh, Dan and I talked a lot about Kentucky last week and about how there aren't going to be a lot of close games in this in that first week of the playoffs in Kentucky, and that's exactly how it shaped up. I know Highlands had a big win. Covington Catholic um, had a big win. So there were no real surprises um, on on either side of the river. No, there really weren't. And, you know, like you said, uh, a lot of always Kentucky that first weekend is always a bunch of blowouts. So, mm-hmm. and it was again. But if you look at some of those teams that, that, that had big blowout games, Simon Kenton, um, I think even Newcath, uh, they, they played some guys, some second stringers. Beachwood did too. They played a lot of guys that were younger and, and got them some playoff experience last week. And, and again, you know, when you're playing those one sixteen matchups, and it, 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 it it's a, a situation where, yeah, I mean, you got an opportunity to rest some guys, don't get anybody hurt, but get some young kids some experience, and that's what happened in a lot of these Kentucky games for sure. Good stuff, Greg. Let's move on to look at some of the this week's big matchups in all three states of our TriStateFootball.com uh, coverage. Let's start over in Indiana. The East Central Trojans, they are 10-2. They will have a rematch of last year's regional semifinal um, against Evans, Evansville Memorial, 9-3 on the season. Last year, Evans Memorial won 17-14. Uh, Class 3A, how about Lawrenceburg, 11-1. They will hit the road to take on fellow 11-1 team Southridge. And in Class 1A, North Decatur, undefeated North Decatur, 11-0. They will hit the road as well to take on 11-1 Sheridan. So, Greg, just some quick thoughts on what we can expect from Indiana this week. 
you know, last year was a heartbreak loss for East Central in this game to Evansville Memorial, and I think they're out for revenge. This is a good Evansville Memorial team. They moved up from Division Three to uh, or Class Three A to Class Four A a couple years back. In fact, um, they they knocked off Lawrenceburg in 2017 on their way to the Class Three A state championship, and since then. They, uh, I think they won a Division Four championship a couple years back. They've been fantastic, um, and 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 recently, even though they've moved up, they're still a, a tough program. Uh, East Central, they're looking for their, um, they're looking for their ninth regional title and their first since 2017. They won three in a row from 15 to 17, including the state title in 2017. There, but. Uh, Luke Boots, their quarterback back then, he was great. And uh, those guys all had beards in 17. They all had beards. And the, they were going with that craft beer look, even though they were high school guys. You know, they they had that look going on back in the day. East Central did. I look for this team, man, with Josh Ringer running the football, he's almost to 2,000 yards rushing. He's got 30 rushing touchdowns on the year. He's just been fantastic. I look for him to have another big Friday night. Now, they'll be in Evansville, and that's a – uh, central time zone. So they lose an hour on the bus going down or gain an hour on the bus going down and, and, and get that hour back. So it's a long ride. It's tough, but I, I think this team's gritty. They'll take care of business there. Lawrenceburg is at Southridge. I mean, my gosh, Lawrenceburg just keeps doing it with defense. Uh, they've been, they've been fantastic. They've given up just 33 points since their opening loss to, uh, East Central, and that was a 38-7 to loss, and since then they've given up 33 points and 11 wins. Fantastic team. They've got 30 turnovers they've forced this year. Jake Pierce, the defensive back for the Tigers, has 95 tackles, four interceptions, two takeaways. And South Ridge, here's 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 great little bit of a, a dichotomy in this game. Southridge, their only loss was to Gibson Southern this year, and Gibson Southern was the Class 3A state champion Last year, they Gibson Southern lost last week. They ended up at ten and one. But Lawrenceburg, their last loss to a Division three A team was to Gibson Southern in the playoffs last year. Before uh, Southern went on and won the title there, so um, we're looking at at a couple of different things. Uh, South Ridge is a team that moved up from Class two A to three A. And they were state champions in 2017 in Class 2A. So another team that's moved up in the ranks. And then in the Class 1A regional final with North Decatur, it's going to be an act of attrition for the Chargers. They're playing a, a wing T offense out there at Sheridan. And, and the Blackhawks at Sheridan, they've run for 4,100 yards and 63 rushing touchdowns on the year. Their head coach, Larry Wright, is in his 57th year at the school as the head coach. With a 446 and 205 record, he's an old school guy. In fact, back in the day when when there used to be a paper called the USA Today that was out on a daily basis for 50 cents back in the <laughs> 70s, 80s, well, act back in the 80s and 90s, I should say. You know, back in, they used to have the um, high school football top 25 throughout the country, and Sheridan was always in there. They had a guy that would come in every week. His name was Brett Law with top performances, and Brett would have five, six touchdowns. He ended up at Indiana back in the uh, probably late 80s, early 90s. Never never panned out at IU, but uh, but Sheridan was always in the top 25 in the USA Today poll. And Larry Wright was probably 15, 20 years into his coaching po- uh, career at that point. So 
Uh, Sheridan's Sheridan's tough. It's going to be an active attrition. Do does North Decatur have enough to stay with uh, the Blackhawks in this game? And like I said, they play great defense all year, but it's it's going to be tough. What a fantastic story. It is true. You learn something new every day. So let's cross the uh, border into Kentucky. Let's hit some of these small schools. Quick shout out to the Dayton Green Devils. For the first time since the Bill Clinton administration, the Green Devils have won a playoff game at home. They knock off twenty or they knock off Berea twenty-two to seven. They will hit the road to Louisville to take on Kentucky Country Day, who are eight and two on the season. Newcath, they big winners over Eminence, 52 to nothing. They will host Frankfurt. Frankfurt, 7 and 4 on the season. They will host Frankfurt at Covington Catholic. And Bishop Brossard, they move on after a big win over Fairview. They will play host to 4 and 6 Paintsville. In class 2A, big matchup this weekend. Lloyd, 8 and 3 on the season. They will uh, be on the road and and um, take on Walton Verona. And Beachwood ten and one on the season. They uh, blow out Trimble County last week, fifty-five to nothing. They will play host to seven and four Carroll County. So, Greg, what are some of your big thoughts and takeaways for this week in classes one A and two A over in Kentucky? I love Lloyd getting into this pot, part of the tournament. Walton Verona's been there quite a few years in a row. A younger team with Walton Verona, you know, they lost their best player, Tyson Beach who transferred to Princeton and uh, they could be a lot better than nine and two if they still had Tyson beach. But again, they don't, but they're still there. They they've been there. They've done that. I, I look for Walton Verona and Beachwood. Well, I guess they won't play each other. It'll be RPI matchups next week. So uh, these two teams will probably won't face each other. Beachwood, uh, the winner of that game and the Walton Verona at Walton or uh, Lloyd at Walton Verona game. So, you know, like I said, I, this is the Beachwood Invitational in two way, but I do think Mayfield's. Uh, well, I don't know if Mayfield's even in there anymore. But uh, Beachwood's Beachwood is about not this game, but the game after next week. Uh, they're going to start getting tougher for Beachwood, and without Mitch Berger, it's going to be an interesting run down the stretch for the Tigers. I just looked it up. Mayfield is still in. They are big winners over Todd County Central 43-22 last week. They will face Murray this week. Moving on to Class 5A here locally, the Highlands Bluebirds, they improved to 9-2 on the season after they shut out Montgomery County 49-0. They have a tough matchup this week, but thankfully it is uh, at home. They will face 10-1 Scott County. Covington Catholic, they also improved to 9-2 on the season after beating Great Crossing 21-0. They will hit the road to take on undefeated 11-0 Frederick Douglass. And Class 6A, Ryle, they uh, finally get over 500. They are 6-5 on the season. They will face Ballard 9-2. They will face Ballard on the road. And Simon Kenton, they win big 54-7 over Marshall County. They will play host to juggernaut louisville trinity 10 and 1 on the season greg some good matchups in both of these classes this week i you know looking at that silent scott county game that could be a good game covcat do they have enough to to knock off undefeated frederick douglas and obviously that simon kenton trinity game really intriguing this week yeah, it is. And, you know, Simon Kenton, uh, you know, they got the home game against Trinity, but Trinity, the Shamrocks, their favorite to favorite to win the Class 6A. I don't know if we get anybody out of Class 6A this after this weekend. Going to be, I mean, it'll be a monumental effort for both Ryle and Simon Kenton to move on. 
But, you know, if we do, we're going to be talking about some great upsets if it happens. And then, you know, Class 5A, Cubcat, and Highlands both have great chances to win. Like you said, Highlands hosting Scott County, that's huge for them. Highlands has played, I think they played Trinity or St. X in the preseason. And right now, we thought Highlands would be at this point at 9-2. and two. I think that's where they, you know, where most of us might have figured they might end up at this point. And they have. I, I love what Highlands has done so or to this point. I don't count them out. I, I love this team. I think they got a lot of confidence. And Bob Spire, as we know, he will get those guys fired up for Scott County. And then again next week, whomever they may play. Absolutely. One state left, Ohio Division Six, Region 24. We have no teams left after some or Cincinnati Country Day. They got blown out by Tri-Village 49-7. We have a couple of matchups in Division 5, Region 20. This is the regional semifinals. Madeira, five seed. They uh, beat Chillicothe Zane Trace 28-19 last week. They will take on... Number one seed, 11-1 Valley View. That game will be at Fairfield High School on Friday night. And uh, the other Division Five Region 20 matchup, Brickfield, 10-1 on the season. The sixth seed, they will play at Xenia High School against Milton Union. Undefeated Milton Union. And real quick, let's run through Division Four. Uh, Clinton Massey, we talked a lot about this game and t- about this team. 7-5, the defending state champions. They just keep on rolling, possibly to another state championship, but they have a big hurdle before that uh, this Friday night when they take on undefeated number one seed Wyoming. That game will be Saturday night, 7 o'clock at Lakota West High School. And I believe that, no, we have one more, sorry, one more matchup in Division Four. The Taft Senators, they uh, are 10-2 and two on the season. They will take on sixth seed, Seven and five Mick Nicholas Rockets. That game is also Saturday night at seven o'clock at Princeton High School. So, Greg, Division Five, Division Four in Ohio. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Madeira, furthest they've ever been in the tournament. They, you know, they've won two games in the tournament for the first time in school history. Valley View is very similar to Wyoming on defense in that they can bring some guys at you. So, I don't think Madeira is going to be. Um, uh, I don't think they're going to be in awe of what Valley View brings to the table, but Valley View's deep, and they've got a bunch of kids that can play. Jake Clark, their, their fine running back, didn't have to have a good game last week in order for them to move on, and that's huge, and, and he could have a good game against Madeira. But Madeira's seen guys like Hester, so I, I, I'm not counting these guys out right now. I, I like them on, on Friday night at Alumni Stadium at Fairfield. Brookville, the Blue Devils, they'll be hosting, or, or they're they're going to be taking on Milton Union. Milton Union's really good. Uh, Milton Union is also a former SWBL team, so Brookville has seen these guys, especially the Brumball kid from Milton Union, who is going to be the Player of the Year in Division Five. I think when it's all said and done in the Southwest District. Um, but what I what you look at is. Those two teams are familiar with each other. I don't count Brookville out. They they won last week against a um, a, a larger or a better seated, higher seated team. They're playing well. Tim Davis is running the football well. Coach Hetrick does a good job there. Moving on to class uh, division four, uh, region sixteen. Look, Clinton Massey beat Wyoming last year. Wyoming wants to avenge this loss. Um, uh, Coach Hancock's son went out in the first half of that game he was he was their defensive leader and they were never the same cj was hurt that game cj Anders, Henders, uh, hester was hurt in that game um 
and Clinton Massey just sort of they won that game and just that was their their game that they they everything clicked and they moved on to that state championship and won on that great play in the fourth quarter on fourth down to to bring home the school's third state title for for coach uh, coach there and that's and that school the Falcons were good that's going to be a, a knockdown drag out but I think Wyoming's got a venge factor and revenge factor on their mind McNick uh, I mean goodness gracious McNick as Four and three versus teams with winning records this year, but they haven't beat a team better than seven and five, which means they're beating the teams they should beat. And they played that tough GCL co-ed schedule. And Taft's ten and two, and they they, they barely got past Alter last week. But um, I think that Taft, if they get a couple of plays against a sophomore quarterback, the Bobo kid at McNicholas, uh, it could be enough a tough night for if McNick has to play catch up, and that's where Taft needs to get them to in a situation where uh, McNick has the pressure on them and that offense. I know if Clinton Massey and McNick both win, those would be considered upsets. But let's not forget this was the regional final matchup last year. So um, you know, let's not forget that. I mean, let's not count out those two teams in Division Four. Moving on to Division Three, all chalk so far in Division Three, as they would say. All top four seeds make it to the semifinals. Four seed Wapakoneta, they are eleven and one. They will face the top seed Baden Rams, undefeated, twelve and zero. That game will be at Trotwood Madison High School. And those Western Brown Broncos, 39-36, another classic Western Brown Monroe matchup last week. They move on to take on the number three seed Tippecanoe. Uh, that game will be at Bellbrook High School. Greg, all chalk so far in Division Three. What are you making of this of this mess here? The top four seeds, three 11 and one teams, one 12 and 0 team. Yeah, the only team that's been past this uh, level of the tournament has been Baden Brown. Western Brown's been there. You know, Tip and Wapak, they they are two teams that are perennial. They get to the tournament before there were sixteen teams. You, when there were eight. Uh, these teams were usually in the tournament quite often uh, on a yearly basis, perennial, perennial, perennial playoff teams. And uh, I, I think what we're going to see is Baden come out of this one. I mean, Braden Moore's just been fantastic. That defense is so good. They, they know what it takes to get there, but Wapak's going to give them everything they want. The good news is for, uh, for, for Baden is they're going to be at Trotwood Madison, and it's not a very difficult drive for them. Probably a half hour on the bus if that. Wapak's got to come down. It's going to be at least an hour, 15-minute drive to get to Trotwood Madison. And it's not easy to get to off the highway for them. So I, I like the home, quote-unquote, home field advantage. But Wapak will travel well. Tip will travel well. They've been fantastic all season. They beat – they thudded Trotwood Madison. Trotwood Madison's a young team with a bunch of underclass talent that will play Division One football and Power 5 conference football. They were just a year away. And uh, I, I didn't expect Tip to win that big, but Burbacher, Matt Burbacher does a great job with that squad there. So I, I look for Baden to come out of this one. We are getting into the time of year where some games are on Saturday. I want to make clear that out of the teams that we're talking – out of the games that we are talking about, the only – division that is playing on saturday is division four that's the clinton massey wyoming game and the mcnick and taft game so let's move on to division two now the king's knights they take care of withrow 49 to 28 last week they have a date with ecc foe 
and undefeated number one seed Winton Woods Warriors. That game is on Friday night at Atrium Stadium, Dwyer Field, Mason High School. And the other Division II Region 8 semifinal game, another ECC foe of Anderson, 6-5, and five, the 10 seed. They make it to the semifinals. They will take on number three seed Edgewood, 9-1 and one on the season. That game will be Friday night at 7 o'clock at Little Miami High School. So, Greg, some good wins last week. We talked about Winton Woods a little bit. Twenty-one Ross was able to score 21 points on that defense. Um, Anderson, a 10 seed, making it all the way this round. What do you make of Division Two so far and what's happened on Friday night? Well, what we've seen is the ECC is a fantastic conference. They're half Division One schools, half Division Two schools, and those D two schools. I mean, three of the four um, in in this semifinals are from that conference. But I'll tell you what. I mean, Kings has lost the last two games to Wenton Woods. They're twenty two and two over since the start of last year. Both losses to Wenton Woods. Uh, they beat Wenton Woods in the regular season in twenty twenty one. Wenton Woods got them in the tournament last year and got them in the regular season this year. All close games. And if Wint, if Kings does not give up any unconventional touchdowns to the Wenton Woods defense or special teams, this is going to be a close game. Yeah. That's the key for them not to make turnovers, keep this close. I wouldn't be surprised if Kings wins the upset here. And the same thing, uh, Anderson getting the upset over Edgewood. Both of these schools, I mean, to get to the to the semifinal, actually everybody but um, – Wenton Woods, to, to get to the finals in Region 8 would be a huge accomplishment. And, again, I think we've said, what, seven and eight years in a row now, it's either been Wenton Woods or LaSalle winning the Region 8 title. And this year I could see it going differently. But Wenton Woods, man, they're still awfully good. And when they need trade corners down the stretch, they're going to get trade corners to run the football. Wenton Woods is going to be a tough out on Friday night. And last but not least, Division One, Region Four, some big matchups. How about Mason, the five seed, ten and two on the season? They get the upset over Springboro, twenty nine to twenty six. They will take on top seed Molar Crusaders on Friday night, and Lakota West, twelve and zero, undefeated, the number one team in our Blitz Five Top twenty five all year. They will uh, play. Elder, 10-2 and two on the season. I got called out on Twitter for not giving Elder enough credit this year. I am a full Elder believer now after what I saw last week. Some guys who have not, not gotten a lot of action all season making big plays and putting up big numbers on Friday night. Um, that could be a really intriguing matchup. Elder, particularly, I was doing some research for my best bets this week, and Elder has been really tested. They face some... Um, some great opponents here in Ohio and in Indiana, kind of all over the country. And Lakota West obviously has that strong GMC schedule. So this could be a really intriguing matchup. Yeah, you talked about it. Uh, I mean, you even talked with Coach Ramsey on Friday night in the postgame show on the High School Football Tonight show. And uh, he, you know, he, he's, he likes his team, and I, I get it. They just get better. And, again, Coach Ramsey, teams always get better in the tournament. Like I said uh, last week, this is an elder team that when these kids were freshmen, they went to the state title, um, uh, you know, and and uh, played in, against Pick Central that year. West, I mean, this is a team on a mission, you know, uh, wire to wire. I think that's where they want to go. Uh, what they did last week to Princeton, uh, fan, just, I mean, they're not taking any prisoners. The Firebirds have been fantastic, and especially defensively. This is going to be this will be a low scoring game. I, I if if the winning team scores more than twenty one, I will be shocked in this game. And if it and if 
if it does, uh, look out to the winner of the Mason and Moeller game. Again, Moeller, I just think they've got way too much on the table, uh, and they're going to go past Mason in this one. Mason, good run, 10-2 season, but Moeller is pretty special with, with, with Jordan Marshall there. I have to agree with you on that Lakota West Elder game. Elder, they're outscoring their opponents 80 to, I think it's um, 6 or 7. No, sorry, 80 to 13. And Lakota West has not given up a point all season or all playoffs. So I think that will be a defensive matchup as well. Um, This has been awesome, Greg. Another great podcast. Um, Thank you for joining me. That is it for the TriStateFootball.com podcast for week 13. If you like the podcast, please make sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Over the next day or so, be on the lookout for some great content on TriStateFootball.com, including my best bets for week 13 and some great preview content from Greg Shoemaker and the rest of the team at TriStateFootball.com. Now, with St. Xavier losing last week, we no longer do a live post-game show. Instead, we will be doing the two-hour pre-game show, 6 to 8. Join Greg there as well. So that will be 6 to 8 on ESPN 1530 and Fox Sports 1360. As always, like and follow TriStateFootball.com on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Greg, any, any last thoughts or, or feelings before we check out? <laughs> No, I think Clayton, we we've we are in for another fun podcast next Monday. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be special, and you know we're going to drop some teams into this mix, and it's going to be fun. And we're, I think you know we could see a rematch of that Lakota West Molar Regional Finals that we had last year, where two touchdown passes were dropped by Lakota West that <laughs> made all the could have made all the difference, and uh, Lakota West perhaps being back to back state champions. But now they're looking mm-hmm. for their first, so we'll see what happens. I absolutely agree. Some, you know, I'm looking forward to that Kingswin Woods matchup, the Wyoming Clinton Massey matchup. So there are some good, um, there's going to be some good content next week. So be sure to join us next week for another episode of the TriStateFootball.com podcast. This has been the TriStateFootball.com podcast with Greg Shoemaker. I'm Clayton Castle. We will talk to you next week.